0: Thank you, Naomi. Thank you for for reading that uh, reading to us and for, for introducing the children's word bits. So we've got a challenging passage this morning, but it's going to take us into amazing places. I truly believe. So have you been in a situation where trust has broken down? Maybe it was a work situation, maybe a, a home situation where trust has failed between people. What happened? What were the consequences of that? You know, maybe actually the trust was never there. Maybe the trust hadn't been built up. Whatever the situation, it could have been home or or, or work or church or just somewhere where you're in a team and actually you start to see that trust breaks down. And what's the effect that it has? And that's where we're going to go this morning as we look into this passage. We're going to start to see a community where trust is at the heart of it. And we'll see what happens when that breaks down. So we've been on this journey through Acts. It's an amazing book. And I'm always really struck in Acts. Uh, I remember hearing uh, an old preacher, uh, uh, Jim Graham, talk about it. And he says it's called the Acts of the Apostles in our Bibles, but it should have been called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because in truth, that
1: is what it is. It's an account of the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the hands of the apostles. It's an account of the
0: power in these people and in their community. I'll come back to it, but it's not just history. It's the reality of the end times. It's the reality of the
1: Holy Spirit in there. So we could go into this passage and we're quite excited, but actually
0: a bit nervous. We've just seen something a little bit tricky. Um it's it's just a bit challenging isn't it for us so so we've got to start a storyline. and if you think of the whole of Acts uh, you realize we're sort of building up it's just like a crescendo what I'm going to argue today and I'm going to draw a picture up here hopefully you are be able to see it is it's like sort of climbing a mountain we come from this place at the beginning of Acts where the disciples are, are waiting. Jesus has ascended into heaven and now the disciples are, are waiting you're told to wait for the power to come Upon them, and they're at this beginning, and then we go see Pentecost. So we we start down here, and it builds up, and we come up to today's passage. And I'm going to argue that today is quite near the peak. It's probably the peak uh, of of this 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 journey for us. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you one of the reasons for that as we go into it. But as we go in, we heard that passage at the beginning, didn't we? Uh, in the um, with the animation. So, if you've got a Bible, I suggest you go to Acts uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 32. The full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. No one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, they were given their testimony. Great grace was upon them, and there was not a needy person among them. For any were owners of lands or hands, they sold it
1: and, and bought the money. So, there's, there's no need. There's no need they are in common.
0: There's this amazing place, this community that goes on. So we we come right up to this. This community has come together, an amazing and trusting community. So then we carry on. and I'm going to skip this middle bit, the, the bit about Ananias and Safari, because that's really tricky, and I think we'll just leave that alone. No, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that, I promise. Uh, but right now, we're just going to go into uh, chapter 5, verse 13, just to see what's going on in this community a bit more. Now, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people at the hands of the apostles. Well, actually, the Holy Spirit was acting through the apostles, as we realised, and they were together in Simon's portico. None of the rest dared join them. We'll come back to that. Uh, But people held them in high esteem, and more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. So they even carried the sick out into the street on their mats, such that if Peter came past, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. I mean, this is amazing stuff. This is the shadow of Peter, is healing people. This is Jesus' stuff. This is Jesus' story. But it's almost like it's on steroids. It's amazing what's going on in this place. The people gathered from the towns of Jerusalem, bring the sick and those afflicted and unclean spirits. And they were all healed. They were all healed. This is amazing stuff, so we've got here, so we 're up at the top of this mountain, and we've got
1: all healed, and we've got this multitude
0: so, so we traveled this up into this axe, and we're up here now in this in this place ah, it's right near the top, and I, I don't suggest actually one of the reasons I say it's near the top is. This word they use um, for for the number of people that come. So I I read out of an English Standard Version here, and you said the words more than ever believers were added. The Greek in there is is malo. It's a word, it's a superlative. It means more than more. And, of course, Luke is writing this account. He's writing the whole of Acts. He's been to the end. He's writing the whole account. And this he chooses to say, there are more than more believers coming to know them so they're right up there we're right at the top
1: everybody's healed i mean this is phenomenal what's going on well what i would suggest to you is actually this place this is heaven what
0: we're seeing is not physically heaven but in a sense actually this is what they're experiencing their experiences in community they're seeing everybody healed this is what we read about as to what heaven will be like and this community has come to this
1: place where the power of god is so present and so strong that this is the outworkings of it and it's it's the holy spirit at work within them it's an amazing place Okay, I'm sorry if you can't see the picture. Um, we're working on it.
0: So uh, we'll sort that out. But, but anyway, so, so what's going on in it, if you can't see it, but actually what we're saying is actually we have come up to the top of this place is that there's an experience they're experiencing as a community, um, which is, is like, uh, you know, being in heaven, they're experiencing this. And there's something really, really powerful going
1: on in here in terms of trust. I'll try and do it really big so you can see it. It's a trust. There's a trust going on within this community. This
0: community
1: has learned to trust God and one another. There's something amazing going on. Everything's in common. So, there we are. We're up in this
0: place. It's amazing. An amazing experience going on, with this can. But we have a massive problem
1: right in the middle of it. We have in the middle of it two dead bodies. Two people have died. Right in the middle of this place that we just described as heaven where
0: everybody's healed. Nobody's needing everything's in common. Two people have dropped down dead. We've got a murder mystery on our hands. Ananias and Sapphira have died. What has happened?
1: So let's go in to, uh, five one and have a look at that. I do hope you'll be able to see, or at least hear. Sorry about the problems there. So
0: chapter 5, verse 1. We read, Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge kept back for himself some of the proceeds, and bought only part of it, and laid it at the feet of the apostles. While it remained unsold, and sorry, at the feet of the apostles, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit
1: and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal?
0: Why is it you've contrived this deed in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down, breathed his last, and great fear came across all who heard it. Not surprisingly, I would suggest. The young men rose, wrapped him up and carried him out. And then, of course, what happens is his wife, Sapphira, arrives. Nobody has tipped her off. She comes
1: in, he said. Peter says, is this the amount you have for the property? He said, she said, yes. And, of course, what we see is Sapphira dies as well, and she's carried out. And we hear this great fear comes upon the community.
0: So it's a bit of a challenge for us. These two have died in here. What is going on? Well, of course, there's a massive parallel in this
1: account back to Genesis 3. What we see in Adam and Eve... In their loss of trust to God and to each other, we see in
0: this place too. And if you know me, you'll know I've said it before. Our understanding of Genesis 3 is crucial to our ability to really understand what's going on in Jesus, to understand what we're talking about in terms of heaven, where we're finding these people in this sense this morning. So we can look at it and say, well, you know, is it simply an account of, of, of some righteous judgment? And, and these two people have been smitten by God and wiped out. Well, that's a difficult one to work out because the whole of Jerusalem isn't wiped
1: out. We know these people aren't the, aren't the biggest sinners in town. And in fact, when you start to look at it, what is their crime?
0: Well, the real link we get back to and Peter highlights it is when he says in verse Three, he says, why has Satan filled your heart? So he's challenging us. Why has Satan filled your heart? The same as in Genesis, why the serpent, Satan in the serpent comes and produces distrust in the hearts of Adam and Eve, which causes a breakdown. So, is this breakdown in trust, which is the problem? The trust starts to break down. You can't see that, but I have just seen a picture of it. So hopefully that's all right. We have this breakdown in trust. Peter's really clear in the text. The problem is not the money. It's not the fact that they withheld it. He says very clearly, he says, while it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? You could have done what you liked with it, says Peter. And even once you'd sold it, was it not at your disposal? You could have bought whatever you wanted. But what happens is we see this breakdown of trust. So going back to our situations that we find ourselves in, in communities or workspaces where trust has broken down, what happens? It ceases to function the way it should. The community starts to fall apart.
1: So in this place where Ananias and Sapphira are and they're experiencing this community, it breaks down. Heaven is not heaven with this within it.
0: So we see this happen. So so is it judgment? Yes, it certainly is judgment. It's judgment in the true terms. Of the, and the Greek word is krino. Krino is the word. It literally means separation.
1: There's a separation going on here. Anas and Sparrow are being separated from this community.
0: Again, Genesis 3 is the same story. Adam and Eve are separated from the garden. They have to be expelled from the garden because their distrust dysfunctionalizes heaven. It's no longer what we believe it should be. It's no longer what God means it to be. So Adam and Eve are removed. They're not simply separated from God because actually the truth is they're not separated from God. They are separated out of the garden. And of course, our Bible tells
1: us that. This account is on page 900. 183 from uh, Genesis 3. Genesis 3 is on page 3. So we've had 980
0: pages of the account of God with his people. But his people out of heaven, his people separated from the place they were called to be, separated from the place where God dwells. So they can't live in it. There's a loss of trust. The trust has broken down. Ananias and Sapphira out of it. So why do they die? Well, that's a challenging question. Why do they drop dead? It doesn't happen throughout the accounts. We don't see this in all the accounts. But they do indeed drop dead in this account. I don't think we know. We don't know why that happens. We don't know why in this case. Uh, There's obviously a strong parallel and there's a very, very strong message being told from it. Uh, But we don't really know. Um, I'd love to chat about it afterwards. I'll make sure I'm on the Zoom afterwards. Anyone wants to talk about that or any of this? I'd love to. I love talking about this. So I'll be there. I'll join the Zoom at the end if you want to. But there's one thing actually about them dying that really, really struck me as I've studied the passage is that it means there is no mandate in this account for the community to expel them. That doesn't happen. Peter calls out their
1: lies he calls out the distrust that has been sown but he doesn't expel them that actually happens
0: and i think there's a message in there we've got to be careful because you can run away with this and say we're a super clean community so you're out actually that doesn't give us his mandate certainly not in this passage and of course we know where that ends up Uh, we know the stories of heretics we know The hideousness of the crusades that go on before that went with this mentality of expulsion from this community. So that's not a mandate given us in here, but, but why there's some uncertains and unknowns, isn't it? But it's a big message. It's a really big and important message. It takes us right back to that story. It takes us back to that community called Eden,
1: that community known as heaven, where trust is fundamentally it. And that's what we see.
0: That's what we see this community having climbed into that place. They have come together as one. They are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and they have received the Holy Spirit. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is this all healed? multitudes coming to know Jesus. Not a needy person amongst them. And just when you read that, just it's so striking I would challenge us that if we can read the book of Acts and not be stirred. Then we're reading it simply as history. I'll say it again. If we are reading the book of Acts and we are not stirred or even disturbed by it. We are reading it simply as history and it's not history. It's an account
1: of the outworking of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers. Then. And now it's a part of the end times. So it's not just a historical account. It's our story. But of course, it's not our story, is it? The truth is, it's not what we see or experience every day. You know, I've experienced it and sometimes glimpsed it in places. If you know, I I came to
0: faith at a a, a summer festival, a summer conference. And I glimpsed it there. I found myself uh, children aged 8, nine, ten disappeared off at night on their bicycles at 10 o'clock, eight, 9 o'clock at night. Where are they? Oh, I don't know. But I didn't worry about it. We trusted everybody there. We trusted that community. And we did indeed see people healed. I experienced it watching people be healed as part of that. We saw people released. As part of that. So we glimpsed it. We can see it and glimpse it. But trust is the real strength of that. And trust, I believe, is absolutely a kingdom principle. Actually, I'm just going to show you for a minute if you can see it. You probably can't, but in the corner is a flip chart from my work. I work in aviation uh, safety, uh, medical as well now. And actually, that's my latest piece of work. Trust is at the heart of it. It's a kingdom principle it's a it's a it's a fundamental part of that story and whether that for me whether that be work or church it's 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 the same it makes no difference at all
1: Trust is a kingdom principle so can we see this? Can we see this in our lives? Do you know it's terrifying stuff isn't it? We see these two
0: Drop dead in a community that is immensely powerful.
1: And I'm just going back into the text,
0: just in five thirteen. I said we come back to it, five verse thirteen, where it
1: says none of the rest dared join them. But the people held them in high esteem. They recognised that these are amazing things they're seeing this
0: stuff and they're recognizing the healing they're recognizing the strength of this community and by the way this community is not just like some sort of commune I think it so often gets converted into well if we all live in the same house we'll be fine actually without trust it doesn't work trust is the heart of what's going on in this
1: place they are living in the sense that they trust one another and they trust God fully in entirety So, so yes, yeah, so just going back to that text. So, none of the rest they joined
0: them and I thought, well, that's a bit strange because it then says more believers were added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. So, they're growing in number more than more, you know, like malon, that, that superlative
1: of the number of people that are coming to know Jesus is more than ever in this account Um, but the rest didn't dare join them and I wonder if we sit in that place I
0: wonder whether I choose to sit in that place there's somewhere between yes I believe and yes I follow Jesus but I can't quite cope
1: with that I'm not sure I can go there for whatever reason it's terrifying. Maybe it's just a little bit scary for us. I want to suggest that maybe we need to just keep in mind that
0: actually where we choose to go is, is the heart of it.
1: I think it's something about heaven. Heaven isn't just somewhere you go. It's somewhere you choose to live. This is somewhere these believers chose to live. when they found themselves in the presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in unbelievable and remarkable ways. Heaven is not somewhere you go. It's somewhere you choose to live. So what do we do about it? What can we do about it? I don't know, we
0: just need to, to push into this. We need to read it in a way that says, what could we be like? What, as a community of believers in the end times, with the power of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which is promised to us
1: and given to us, what could we see within our communities, within our work, within our work situations? It's no different. It's kingdom stuff.
0: How can we build work situations where we see the power of God at work? How can we be in our community and see the power of God at work in terms of this trust and community? We're going to sing a song now. We're going to move to a song. I'm sorry if if the visual of mine has not been good. don't know what's going on, but I do very much pray you've been able to hear it.
1: And we're just going to pray now and then we're going to move into refiners. Fire, we're going to sing that together. So Lord, we just thank you for this message from the book of Acts. We thank you that
0: we get a glimpse of this with this community. And it challenges us. It
1: challenges us deeply. But we ask that you would work that out in our hearts and lead us so that we would indeed see these sort of communities in our times. Amen.